0: 94% of incarcerated individuals will return back to the general population. We want to make sure that when they take that journey, they can do so in an informed way where the transition is as smooth as possible.
1: Representative Larry Lambert says that's the reason why he backs House Bill 394, legislation that would help keep track of the good credit earned by people behind bars. According to Majority Leader Valerie Longhurst, The
2: bill came about just from listening to a young lady who was incarcerated. Sometimes, you know, when women or men are in prison, they just need one person to help them through that process. House Bill 394 is just a fraction of criminal justice
1: reform bills in Delaware to ensure a strong and transparent system. And you're in the right place to learn more about it and where it stands. From the Delaware House, Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. I'd like to take this time to welcome Representative Larry Lambert and Ashley Wire, the inspiration behind House Bill 394, also known as the Good Time Credits Bill. Before we hear Ashley's story, Representative Lambert, please tell us more.
0: House Bill 394 is the Earned Good Time Credits Bill. I'm honored to have worked with Majority Leader Valerie Longhurst on this bill. This bill was inspired by the lovely young woman I have with me today, Ashley. So this bill provides quarterly reports to individuals that are incarcerated. In those quarterly reports, it not only provides the amount of earned good time credits they have, but also an aggregate of the earned good time credits they've accumulated across all of the different facilities they've been at. This is to address sometimes issues in the past that people have reported of their earned good time credits being lost, being forgotten, uh, transferring, from, transferring from facility to facility. Also, it provides on that quarterly report If there was a loss of earned good time credits in the reason why. So for us, we want to make sure that we provide clean, clear, concise quarterly reports so that our incarcerated brothers and sisters can proceed accordingly and know what is going on.
1: Now, from what I understand, that wasn't the case for you, Ashley. Clear, concise, quarterly reports. But an encounter with Representative Valerie Longhurst changed your life for the better.
3: So I met Representative Longhurst in 2019. We were having a event at the prison and I decorated a cake for that event and she was so impressed by it. She just wanted to meet me and talk to me and she started asking me a little bit about myself and uh, she decided that she wanted to help me and she did, like she stuck with me through everything and made sure that I was on the right path. So she came to see me before I went to level four and told me if I need anything, just let her know, like she's got my back. And um, when I got over there like it was it was a lot different than level five I didn't really have too many issues with my good time in level five and there was somebody there that would like go back and, and check on things for you and make sure if there was something missing that he we could figure it out but um when I got there uh, first we, we had gotten a new warden and she decided that we weren't getting good time for working we were only getting good time for programming and she said something about a bill that had just been passed and it's just programs. So I called Valerie about that and was pretty upset and she called up to the level four work release and basically told them that you're wrong and they need to get their good time for working. So that caused problems between me and some of the staff and they felt some type of way about that. So when I started getting my good time for working, they were playing with the good time and I, I knew I was earning enough hours to get five days a month and i was only getting like two and three and i'm like what's going on like why are you not giving me all my time and i called her again and she said well do you want me to come up there and i'm like i don't know if i want you to come up here because it might make things worse but um i literally was grieving it and they were calling me down to talk to some of the counselors and they were like talking in circles telling me that because of the way that i was being paid every two weeks some of my stubs weren't going in until the following month And they were not trying to give me those hours that I worked the previous month because my stub wasn't coming till that month. So um, I did end up losing a couple days behind that. Like, I fought it, and I didn't win. It was only a few, though, but...
1: Mm -hmm. How does it feel, though, to see this bill come full circle? Because you stayed passionate about speaking up for yourself, first and foremost.
3: It feels good. Um, I'm glad that it's coming forward, and... People that don't have somebody like Miss Longhurst in their corner to fight for them have this so they can fight for themselves.
1: What's next, uh, Representative Lambert? Like, Tell us about uh, the b- bill in terms of the progress. Where Where is it now? And uh, how fast do you think it, it will become law or signed by the governor?
0: So this bill is moving fast. It's a common sense bill. Everybody that hears about it, they wonder, oh, that isn't already happening. So we have a lot of strong support. We have support in the House and the Senate. I do wanna give a shout out to Senator Marie Pinckney, our Senate prime. She's been a real champion for our justice-involved brothers and sisters. And also I wanna thank Ashley because while Ashley has that strength, that bravery to speak up, even in the face of potential retribution that she feared, she's also speaking on behalf of those that might not have that personality to fight. Some of those that might be a little shy. So for her to stand up like this, she's not only an ambassador for herself, but she's an ambassador for all women and men in the correctional facilities, for all people in the correctional facilities.
1: Let's talk a bit about that. Have you ever considered yourself an ambassador? Now you're <laughs> no. you're the, the, the face of this bill and you're, I would say uh, a a story uh, you're a bit of motivation for those who may be suffering in silence in the prison system. What would you like to say to those who may feel as if they don't have a voice just because they're behind bars?
3: That there are people out here fighting for you and just don't give up.
1: Mm -hmm. And then, Larry, you're 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 a people's person, so you're always fighting. Tell us what drives you to fight on behalf of so many
0: So for me, it's all about censoring our communities and censoring our people. And that's why I'm honored to take this journey with Ashley. I'm honored to take this journey with Representative Longhurst, who's always been a champion for the underserved, for the underrepresented. For me, I think that it's very important to start with listening. And that's where this bill was initiated. As Ashley said, she met Representative Longhurst, they got to talking and through listening, these opportunities came up. And this opportunity literally came from Ashley's suggestion that people should be able to know how many earned good time credits they have. And for me, I'm really appreciating this journey. We have to make sure that we're looking out for everyone. And regardless of where they are in life, what situation they have, we wanna make sure that everyone can be able to make informed decisions. They can have all information laid out for them in a clean, clear, concise way to move forward. And Ashley has a lovely family that she's fighting for. And for me, I think that it's very important that we give all of our families the strength to remember that they have the tools that they need. And I'm really honored to work with Ashley as well as Representative Longhurst on this bill.
1: And does this mean, Ashley, now that you have gotten a taste of politics, Will you be running for office anytime soon?
3: Absolutely not. I am not a speaker. I am a cake, a cake decorator. Okay, yeah. Tell
1: us about that. So you have this this art, this talent of decorating cakes. Uh, is this something that you uh, decided to do after? Well, just what inspired you even doing cake decorating?
3: I've always liked to bake. And when I figured out I could draw, I was like, hey, you know what? I can probably decorate cakes. And it it kept me busy. Um, When I was in culinary, my teacher kind of just let me do my own thing. Like, she would buy the supplies. And then any event that they had, like, they wanted me to do cakes. I was a baker in the kitchen, too. But um, I just love it. Like, it's so much fun. I get so creative. Um, I love seeing the people happy when I give them the cakes. So I've decided that I want it to be my primary profession, Soon, like I can't just jump into it, so I've been doing it like on the side because I work two jobs. So people hit me up and ask me, can I make a cake for them? And I, I, I do.
1: Well, you're gonna definitely have to make a cake once this bill passes, right, Larry? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was
3: supposed to make one for Ledge Hall. It was a 10 year anniversary. It was right before COVID hit. I had started like working on the flowers that I was gonna put on the cake, and it got postponed, so I was a little
1: disappointed. So I'd love to do that. Okay. Anything else you like to add at all, Larry?
0: I just want everyone to know that House Bill 394 is a bill not only for our justice-involved individuals, but it helps their families as well. Our justice-involved individuals, they wanna return back to their families. They wanna serve their time and get back to normal life. 94% of incarcerated individuals will return back to the general population. We wanna make sure that when they take that journey, they can do so in an informed way where the transition is as smooth as possible
1: and the studio now is representative valerie longhurst thank you for joining us you're a regular here on whip count and uh we had ashley wire the inspiration behind house bill 394 and Bill sponsor Larry Lambert were on earlier, and your name came up in the conversation a few times. Tell us your role and how you met Ashley.
2: Um, yes, yeah, so thank you so much for having me. Um, I'd like to do the follow up with Representative Lambert and Ashley. I met Ashley about three years ago at Baylor, and Ashley was in a program, the culinary program in Baylor, and she had um, baked these beautiful cakes. And I just I was amazed at her talent of creating these beautiful cakes with icing, and I mean they look so delicious. I was like, where did you get that talent? And she's like, the culinary school at Baylor that they provided that, and that's something of interest to her. And um, we we started talking about what she was doing in in, in Baylor. And we started talking about her getting a commutation and the process and how how difficult it is and the length of it. And she had gone through the commutation before and was turned down. And you know, sometimes I think you need somebody just there to help you through that process. So we started the process again because I did believe in her. I believe in second chances and I believe that she'd gone through all these training courses at Baylor and has done so well. That i couldn't understand why she couldn't get the commutation um and she was a young girl she's 27 years old um she shouldn't be in prison now she, she has two children that are at home she told me about her two little boys and she needs to be at home with her her children and she needs a second chance and i stepped up to the plate and said i'm going to do whatever i can to help her through this process." And sometimes, you know, when women or men are in prison, they just need one person to help them through that process. And, um, you know, I wanted to go through that process because I wanted to see how difficult it was. And I did find out. And, you know, she did go through the commutation and, and she went to level four. And at that point, um, that's what this bill came about, is mm-hmm. a good time bill and the struggle that she had. And if you're going through second chances, it shouldn't be difficult for you, it should be easy. And we should be making it easy on these women and men. And um, just going through that process and seeing the challenges it have, it needs to be more laid out, you need to have more guidelines. And they need to feel confident in the people that, that are sponsoring them to get through it. And um, I, don't, I didn't think she had that, she didn't have that support group. Um, and that's what happened with um, this bill. It goes to show you don't have to be family to be
1: supportive of anyone, right? It, it seems like a lot is, is, has happened over the last few years in terms of criminal justice reform.
2: Would you say Delaware is still on the right track or we still have a long ways to go? Um, I think we are definitely on the right track um, about getting people um, expungement and after they get out of prison, but we have to help them in that process of getting into society, believing in the system, understanding that, you know, making it easy for them, it shouldn't be difficult, it shouldn't be frustrating. So when they get out in the world, they need to say, I had a good experience getting getting to this point. I'm going to be an outstanding person. I'm going to continue doing this. They should never leave frustrated, and they should never leave thinking that they didn't have anybody supporting them. And, you know, that's where I gave Ashley the support that she needed and it's just little conversations with her just to kind of push things along a little bit for her. But just understanding that system and trying to make it better for the next person mm-hmm. is really what this bill is about. And it also seems like it's uh,
1: many of your bills come from just having a regular conversation. Even Corey, the book, bu- the, the bill that, that came about to help those who may not have uh, proper housing while they're in college. But is it what makes it so easy for you to talk to, to people, Representative?
2: Well, as a state representative, I think you—you know—when you take your oath of office, you're there to represent your district, and I I believe God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, and the two ears are to listen, the one mouth is to offer advice and um, move it forward. But you know, I truly believe if you let somebody speak, you're going to hear it, you're going—you're going to know what's going on, and um, I do believe in you have to listen. Mm-hmm. And you really have to listen. That's why you have two ears. <laughs> and a lot of people want to use their mouth more than their ears. And, you know, when somebody has a story, you listen to it mm-hmm. and you ask questions later.
1: Mm-hmm. Any uh, last words, final words? What would you like to say? Any advice to anyone who may be struggling with something in law enforcement or criminal justice?
2: Um, I would say hang in there, make sure that your voice is heard, um, find somebody that will listen to you, but in the meantime we are in the General Assembly, Senator Pinckney and Representative Lambert, Rep- or Senator Darius Brown, we're all doing criminal justice reform bills and, and we hear you, we understand it, and we are trying to fix the things that we can fix. Whip Count
1: is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com DE Dems, on Twitter at DE House Dems, on Instagram also at DE House Dems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.